In this episode, we're going to look at how to do variable length subnet masking design and implementation. I'll show you how to do it, and we'll have a good discussion about these topics as, we, as I show you how to do this. In this activity, we're going to be given a slash 24 network to use to design our VLSM addressing scheme. Based on a set of requirements, we're then assigned subnets and addressing, configure devices, and then verify our connectivity. We'll be discussing the network requirements, designing the VLSM addressing scheme, and finally assigning IP addresses to devices and verifying connectivity. Greetings to all my tech heads out there in the Kev Techify Nation, and if you're new here, welcome. This episode is part of my series on configuration examples for the CCNA. I'm Kevin here at Kev Techify. Let's get this adventure started. VLSM design and implementation practice. I have the lab open. On the left side, I have our working area where we have all of our devices. This is where we're going to do the configuration. On the bottom right is the standard packet tracer activity window. It gives us our instructions. The upper right, I have the Word document of the instructions. What this allows me to do is go through and answer the questions, fill in the charts. A word of warning, not necessarily warning, but a word about how this packet tracer lab works. When you open it up, you will get a different scenario every time. The layout over here of the network is going to be different. The devices are going to be different and the network address you are actually gonna use. There's three layouts, there's three device name options, and there's three network addresses. Three times three times three, you have 27 different possible combinations that you may get permutations of this exercise so you could do this 27 times and not have the same a single time be the same this walkthrough is for this exact exercise over here it has building one building two in the center these two routers there it has the layout is sort of an sideways h which you see right there. And then our network address is 10.11.48.0/24. If you don't have this, what you can do is close and reopen this, or you can come down here and click on the reset activity button. Click on the reset activity button. They're gonna say, are you sure? You can go ahead and click yes. It will load up a new randomly generated uh, layout. Keep hitting reset until you get that. Once again, I said there's 27 possible ones. This may take a lot of resets. This may take you a little bit to get here, but you will get there eventually. If you're gonna follow along, I suggest you go through that process of loading that in multiple times until you get the exact match here. Building one, building two in the center, the layout looks like a sideways H, and then you have the network of 10.11.48.0. Let's get started. Over here in our Word document, I got a little statement here stating what I just told you. I have what the layout should look like. We have our addressing table. Once again, we're gonna be going through designing an addressing scheme. We're gonna be going through, once we're done, we're gonna fill out this entire chart. Once we have it filled out, we'll come over here and configure some devices. 
our objectives here. Examine the network requirements. Design VLSM addressing, assign IP addressing. They're going to give us a slash 24 network. And then we have to figure out how are we going to do that. Now, VLSM, variable length subnet masking, is different than normal subnetting where all the subnet masks stay the same, regardless of the requirements. Here, we look at our network requirements, how many hosts per network, then we match our subnet mask according to that. Each network is going to have a different subnet mask. It's variable between networks. One may have a slash 26, one may have a slash 28, another one may have a slash 30. All part of our process. The key with VLSM is to remember, always work with the biggest requirements first. Always work with the network that has the most hosts required first. Once you do that, then you can go on to the next largest one or the next smaller one and so on and so forth till you process all the way through it. But always start with the biggest network requirement first. In our document, examine part one, examine the network requirements. Determine the number of subnets needed. As we look over here, here's our network address. We have AS1LAN. AS1 LAN, AS1 is our switch here. This is a local area network here that includes host A, AS1, and this interface on the building one router. Doesn't include the whole router, it's just that interface. That is our LAN one. There we need 14 hosts. AS2 is our bottom left over here. That includes host B, ASW2, and this interface on building one. If we mouse over here, it will tell us that it is gig zero one. ASW3 requires six hosts. ASW3 is right here. Once again, it includes this interface on the building two router. ASW4 needs 60 hosts. Whoops. That is this network over here including this interface. That gives us one network, two networks, three networks, four networks, and then there's one more network. That is the network that goes between building one router and building two router. This wide area network, once again, we know it's a wide area network because it's represented by this red lightning bolt between there. That's a wide area network. That has to be a separate, different network than the other four. We need a total of five networks here. We have a total of five networks. We have four LANs, one WAN. Determine the subnet mask information for each subnet. Looking at the questions, which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses required for AS1 LAN? Down here, this is AS1 LAN. It's named after the switch that's there. It needs 14 hosts. So what, sub, what subnet mask will work for that? What slash number? Okay. I think our approach should be to figure out how many hosts per subnet when we borrow bits. Once we figure that out, we can then figure out 
how many bits we're going to borrow that then can give us our custom subnet mask our new subnet mask what we're going to do is up here i'm going to build a little chart the formula to figure out how many hosts per subnet once again is two to the number of host bits that we have that's the host bits that's the end that's the zeros on the subnet mask and then we can't use the first one we can't use the last one so we subtract two and that gives us number of hosts per subnet and what i'm going to do is start with one i'm going to go through start with one here me some formatting right here two to the first power minus two that will give us any number to the first power is itself two minus two that will give us zero hosts per subnet and once again i'm going to go here and the subnet mask that we have is we have a slash 24. That's what was given from us from our ISP, from your network administrator. And so we'll start off with writing our subnet mask in binary. We'll start off with the slash 24. That gives us three sets of eight ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Dot and then the host portion is all zeros. Fill it in until you get up to 32 bits. We need eight zeros. That's four, five, six, seven, and eight. That is what our default subnet mask is. That is our slash 24. So our slash 24 is equal to that. If we have one bit in the host portion, If we have one bit in the host portion, and so that means we have 31 bits in the network portion, that gives us a slash 31. That gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot. And I have one too many ones right here, right? One, two, three, four. Oh, I'm short one up above. There we go. And then, like I said, 31 bits in our network portion. So we have 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32. That is our slash 31. That gives us zero hosts per subnet. Gives us two IP addresses, but you can't use the first one. That's network address, can't use the last one. That gives us the uh, broadcast address so there's no usable sub no usable host in there now what i'm going to do is instead of having one bit in the host portion i'm going to have two bits in the host portion two to how many bits are in the host portion and that was two minus two can't use the first one can't use the last one that gives us two times two minus two there which is four 
minus two, that equals two, and that's hosts per subnet. That gives us two hosts in, in the host portion, slash 30 now, because we have two in the host portion, all the rest is network portion. Our, our IP address is 32 bits long, right? And if we have two in the host portion, that means we have 30 in the network portion. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot, one, two, three, four. Actually, we'll start off, this is 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 30, and fill in the last two bits there. That will give us two hosts per subnet. What we're looking for is AS1 14. Two is way short of 14. Let's go and borrow. Let's go and have three bits in the host portion. Due to the third, once again, three represents how many bits in the host portion. Can't use the first one, can't use the last one. That is equal to two times two times two minus two gives us two times two is four times two is eight. Eight minus two gives us six hosts per subnet. If we have three bits in the, in the network or sorry, three bits in the host portion. Our IP address is 32 bits long. 32 minus three, that's 29. 29 bits in the network portion. I'm gonna continue this little chart up here. Slash 29. So we have 29 ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Dot one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, which is 16. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, which is 24. 25, 26, 27, 28, 29. One, two, three, four, five. Remember this octet is eight bits long, so we need to fill it in with zeros, which has three zeros. That was equal to six hosts per subnet. Six hosts per subnet, AS1 has 14 hosts. That is still way short. Let's go and have four bits in our host portion. Two to the fourth. We'll hit tab over. Can't use the first one, can't use the last one, so we subtract two. That gives us two times two times two times two minus two, which is two times two is four times two is eight times two is 16. 16 minus two gives us 14 hosts per subnet. If we have four bits in our host portion, our IP address is 32 bits long. 32 minus four gives us 28 bits in our network portion. Gives us a slash 28, which is equivalent to 28 ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, dot, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, dot, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, dot, 25, 26, 27, 28, this is eight bits long, so we have to fill in the remainder with zeros in the host portion. One, two, three, four. Once again, that's what we have here is four bits in the host portion. 
and that gave us 14 hosts per subnet. 14 hosts per subnet. Down to question A here. Which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses required? Once again, we have 14 hosts that are required. If we borrow, if we have four bits in our host portion, that gives us a slash 28, that gives us there. Our subnet mask is a slash 28. Slash 28. There for our subnet mask. How many usable hosts per how many usable host address will this subnet support? We calculated that out here. 2 to the 4th power minus 2 gave us 14 hosts per subnet. 14 hosts. On to B. Which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses required for ASW2LAN? Here's ASW2LAN. That needs 30 hosts. Well, we are at 14 hosts, which is way short, so let's continue this chart out. Now, instead of having four bits in the host portion, we're going to increase that to five bits. Two to the fifth. We subtract two because we can't use the first one, can't use the last one. That gives us two times two times two times two times two, five times in there, minus our two IP addresses. That gives us two times two is four, times two is eight, times two is 16, times two is 32. 32 minus two for 30 hosts per subnet. And if we look at our chart, we, that's what our requirement is 30 hosts per subnet. We have five in the host portion. I'm going to go up here, fill in this chart right here. If we have five in the host portion, our IP address is 32 bits long. 32 bits minus five is a slash 27. I'm going to go ahead and fill in a slash 27 here. Slash 27 is equal to 27 ones. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight dot nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen dot seventeen eighteen nineteen twenty twenty one twenty two twenty three twenty four dot twenty five twenty six twenty seven that's our slash twenty seven and then we should have five bits in the host portion that's what we calculated out here and if we look one two three four five that gives us a total of eight bits in the octet that works out and that gave us once again 30 hosts per subnet. 30 hosts per subnet. That was our requirement over here for the AS2 LAN. I'm going to scroll down here. Which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses? 30. That was our slash 27 network. Slash 27 will give us 30 hosts per subnet. That's how many usable host addresses there are. So there are 30 hosts at that. Question C, which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses for ASW3 LAN? ASW3 LAN is over here. We have ASW3, their requirement is six hosts. We can go up here, look at our chart right here, and we notice right here is six hosts. 
Six host is a slash 29. Well, we figured that out already. And so our subnet mask here is a slash 29. How many usable host address? Once again, if we look up here for our slash 29, there are six hosts per subnet. Six hosts. D, which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses required for ASW4 LAN? ASW4 is the upper right LAN right here, has the ASW4 switch in it, and they need 60 switches, six zero, or sorry, six zero hosts, 60 hosts. We are up to 30 hosts. Well, we need to take it another step further. Instead of having five bits in the host portion, we're gonna go up to six bits in the host portion. Two to the six, that was for our six bits in the host portion, minus two, because we can't use the first IP address, can't use the last one. That gives us two times two times two, times two times two times two, minus our two addresses we can't use. Two times two is four, times two is eight, times two is 16, times two is 32, times two is 64. 64 minus two gives us our 62 hosts per subnet. Now our requirement is only 60 hosts, but the numbers work out where we're gonna have a couple extra. And having a couple extra is fine. As long as you're not short, having a couple extra is fine. And so having six bits in the host portion, that's gonna work out good. I'm gonna go back up here because we have five bits in the host portion. I'm gonna do one more line, figure that out. That is a slash 26. 26 bits in the network portion. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Dot 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, dot 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, dot 25, 26. That gives us our 26 ones in the network portion. We need to fill out the remainder of these eight bits here with zeros. One, two, three, four, five, six. If we look down here, our calculation said six bits in the host portion. That makes sense. It all fits in there. And that was equal to 62 hosts per subnet. A slash 26 gives us 62 hosts per subnet. Slash 26. And that gives us 62 hosts per subnet. Question E, which subnet mask will accommodate the number of IP addresses required for the connection between building one and building two? This is that connection over here from building one to building two. It's a WAN connection. It's a high-speed serial connection between that. This high-speed serial connection is a point-to-point -point network. You can add no other devices in here. You only need one IP address here, down on building one, and you need a second IP address there. You need a total of two IP addresses. Let's look up here, look at our information. 
looking here. Here we have two hosts per subnet. A slash 30 will give us two hosts per subnet. That sounds perfect. And actually, in industry, that's what a lot of people use on their serial point-to-point -point connections is a slash 30. It only gives them two IP addresses because that's all you can use on that point-to-point -point network. Question, which subnet mask will accommodate that? Once again, that is a slash 30 subnet mask. Now we went through, we calculated out our requirements, the subnet mask, how many usable addresses we have. I hope you're liking this episode on practical configuration examples. Leave a comment on what you think about these configuration examples. If you still have a question or comment, please let me know below. You can also visit my website at kevtechify.com for all of my details and how to get these episodes in video and podcast form. Part two, design the variable length subnet masking addressing scheme. Divide this network, the 10.11.48.0 network, based on the number of hosts per subnet. Now remember, the key here is when you're doing VLSM, start with the largest requirement first. Use the first subnet to accommodate the largest LAN. Then we go to the second LAN, then the third largest LAN, then the fourth largest LAN, and then the last one here is our point-to-point -point connection. And so we will do that. Step two, document our VLSM subnets. Okay, we're gonna assign them, but then we're also going to document them. So I'm gonna combine steps one and steps two together. First thing in our table is a description of our subnet. We want the biggest requirement first. If we look over here in our diagram, we see that we have 14 hosts on ASW1, we have 30 hosts on ASW2, we have six hosts on ASW3, and 60 hosts, 60 hosts on ASW4. 60 hosts is by far our biggest requirement. And so I'm going to give us a description here of ASW1 LAN. That's the local area network that this switches in. That's how we're identifying it. We need 60 hosts. There. Now, what is the network address and the slash number? Here they have a slash CIDR, C-I-D-R, Classless Interdomain Routing. And what that means here is we are not doing addressing and subnetting based on the octets. We are not doing it on slash 8, slash 16, or slash 24. We are doing it on something else there. We're doing it on a slash 25, slash 26, slash 27. And so we have to specify that. Now, when we first start out here, the first network is going to have this address. 10.11.48.0. That's our starting. That's our network address. Once again, we can't assign that one. The first usable is one bigger than that. 10.11.48.1 is our first usable address. Then I'm going to skip the last usable host address for a second and look at our broadcast address. Our broadcast address is when we use this address here, 
and we have the hose portion. And so what we're looking at here is the slash 60, or sorry, 60 hosts per network, 60 hosts per network was a slash 26. That means there's 26 bits in the network portion. And then what's left of the 32 bits of our IP address, that's the host portion. So we have six bits in the host portion. We have 62 hosts per subnet. We have the slash 26. That is our subnet mask for our requirement of 60 hosts. We have 62 hosts per subnet. Now, remember, we can't use the first IP address. That's the network address. We can't use the last IP address. That's the broadcast address. So we have the host address, or sorry, the network address. Then we have 62 host address. And then we have the last address, which is the broadcast address. Can't use the first one, can't use the last one, but we have 62 usable, two unusable. We have a total of 64 addresses in this network. And if we look here, this is our starting address. This is our network address. If we add 64 onto that, we get our broadcast address. Remember, we're starting with zero. So our first address is zero. Add on 64, that takes us up to 10.11.48.63. That's 64 addresses total in here. Now, once we have our broadcast address, we can use the last usable host address is one less than this. We have 10.11.48.62. That gives us all of our information for this. Now, that took care of A right here, the first subnet for the largest one. Then we use the second subnet, the second largest network. If we look back here, the first one was 60. The second down here is 30 hosts. And I'm gonna go enter in that information. We're looking at our ASW2 network. Oh, this should have been ASW4 right here, my fault. So the largest one here was ASW4. I got that correction. Second largest here was the 30 hosts on ASW2. ASW2 LAN is a good description. Our required number of hosts here is 30. Now to get our network address is the next address after the broadcast. If you've noticed the broadcast address of one network, add one to that gives us the network address of the next network. And so we have 10.11.48.63 here, add one to that, that'll give us .64. 10.11.48.64. What I forgot to do in this line up here was add in our slash notation for our subnet mask. We had 60 hosts up here. We decided it was a slash 26 when we went through and we filled in this information up here. All we have to do is come down here, add in a slash 26 at the end. For ASW2 LAN, we came up with and right here is ASW2 land. We came up with a slash 27. 
and all we have to do is add in a slash 27 at the end. We have our network address. Ends in a dot 64 to get our first usable. All we have to do is add one to that. That gives us 10.11.48.65. I'm gonna scroll back up. Look here at our ASW2, a slash 27 has 30 hosts, usable IP addresses. There's the addition of the network address you can't use. So that's another one that gives us 31 IP addresses there. Can't use the last address, the broadcast address. That gives us 32 IP addresses. And what you can do is you can add 32 onto this. 64 plus 32 addresses. And remember, 64 is the first one. 65 is the second one. And if you follow that all the way up, that gives us a last octet here of .95, 10.11.48.95. Once we have our broadcast address, we can figure out the last usable host. We subtract one from the broadcast address. That gives us 10.11.48.94. That takes care of step 1B. We're going to use the third subnet to accommodate the third largest network. We did 60 was the largest, then 30 is the second largest. Third largest is 14 hosts. That is our AS1 network. ASW1 plan will be our description of it. We need 14 hosts on there. To figure out what our network address is, you look at the broadcast address from the previous network, add one to it. So we have a dot 95 here, add one to that. That gives us a dot 96, 10.11.48.96. And then we have to put our slash CIDR notation, our slash number on it, our slash subnet mask. Go up to ASW1 here for ASW1 right here we decided it was a slash 28. We can come down here and we put a slash 28 in there. Oh, we gotta put the slash in there. This is our network address. To get our first usable, we add one to that. That gives us 10.11.48.97. For ASW1, we have 14 usable addresses. We have 14 hosts. Plus we have the network address. That's another one that gives us 15 IP addresses and the broadcast address, the last one, we can't use it, but it is an IP address that gives us 16 IP addresses on our network. If we add 16 here to 96, remember 96 is the first one, 97 is the second one. We add in 16 here. That will give us a broadcast address of 10.11.4. 48.11 at that point in time. Once we have our broadcast address, we can figure out what the last usable is. Subtract one from the broadcast. That gives us 10.11.48.110. We have our third network information. Network address, our, our subnet mask, first usable, last usable, and broadcast. That takes care of step 1C. On to step 1D, fourth subnet to accommodate the fourth largest network. 60 was the first one, 30 was the second one, 14 was 
the third one and once again we're going from biggest to smallest and the fourth one here is six horse asw3 i'm going to go ahead and put our description in there asw3 lan it was required that we have six hosts there to get our network address i add one to the broadcast address from right here that will give us 10.11.48.112. If we scroll back up to our ASW3 LAN, we decided it was a slash 29. Let's put that slash 29 in here for our CIDR notation. First usable, you add one to our network address. Gives us 10.11.48.113. For our ASW3 LAN, I'm going to scroll back up. ASW3 LAN has six hosts, six usable IP addresses. The first IP address is the network address. Not usable, but it is an IP address. So we have a seven IP addresses, and you can't use the last IP address. That's the broadcast address. That gives us eight IP addresses. If we add eight onto 112, it's not 120. You've got to remember, first one here. First IP address is 112, add 8 on to that. That brings us to 10.11.48.119. That gives us nine or yeah, gives us eight IP addresses dot 112 to dot 119. Once we have our broadcast address, we can figure out our last usable. All we do is subtract one. Gives us 10.11.48.118. That takes care of step one D here. On to step one E. Use the fifth subnet to accommodate the connection between building one and building two. Remember, this is a special connection. This is a point-to-point -point connection. We only need two IP addresses. Come up here where we established that it's a slash 30 address. We only need two usable IP addresses but we still have the first usable address, or sorry, we still have the first unusable address, that's the network address, we still have the broadcast address, that's the last address. We still have a total of four IP addresses in that network. Can't use the first one, can't use the last one, that gives us two usable in the center. When you fill out these charts and you're dealing with a slash 30 network, I'll show you a little trick here. Let's give a network uh, subnet description in here. This is our WAN link right there. We need two usable IP addresses to get our network address. We just add one to the previous broadcast address that gives us 10.11.48.120. Our slash notation that we figured out up here was a slash 30. Add in our CIDR notation right here, slash 30. Because we only have the network address, first usable, last usable, and broadcast address, these all go in numerical order. So our network address was 120. Our first usable, add one to that, which is 10.11.48. Add one to this right here. It gives us 121. 
our last usable because we only have two IP addresses. You just add one to that first usable. It gives us 10.11.48.122. And then our subnet mask, or sorry, our broadcast address, we add four onto that. 120 is the first one. 121 is the second address. 122 is the third one. The fourth IP address is 123, or if you notice, it's just continuing in the numerical sequence. So our broadcast address here is 10.11.48.123. That fills in our VLSM subnet table. Once again, the key is start with the largest requirement first and work your way through that. Step three. Document the addressing scheme. What we're going to do here is fill in the addressing table at the top. These are our requirements. Step 3A, assign the first usable IP addresses to building A for the two LAN links and the two WAN links. Over here, building one is down here. We have two LAN links. This is LAN one. This is LAN two here. And so these two interfaces are our LAN links. We're going to assign the first IP address from these networks to this interface here. And once again, if I mouse over here, it's going to say this is gig zero zero here. And if I mouse over here, it's going to show me that gig zero zero is this port right here for our ASW1 LAN. If I mouse over here, it's going to show us that our port right here is gig zero one for our ASW2 LAN. Then we also have our WAN link. That's this network right here. So let's go ahead and start filling this out. Up here, we are dealing with building one, G00. That is this ASW1 network. If we scroll down here, we have to come to this table we just filled out. ASW1 network. Coming over here, our first usable address is 10.11.48.97. We can go ahead and take that number, put that in here, 10.11.48.97. Then we have to put the subnet mask. A slash number will not work at this point in time. What you have to do is convert that into a decimal number. I'm going to scroll down here. I'm going to come to this chart where we filled this out back here in part one, step two. And what we can do is we can take this number and we can convert this into decimal. The first three octets are easy. If it's all, if we have eight ones, that's 255, 255, 255. And then we go through and we take the values here. I'm going to start with the bottom one here. And you'll see why in a second. And so we have the first octet. I'm going to put that in. I'm going to start it off down here. I'm going to put it in here. 255, first octet. Second octet's all ones. 255 again. Third octet here is all ones. I'm going to go ahead and put that in there. And then this one, we borrowed two bits here for the networking portion. And then we have all ones here. And remember, we have the values here. This is... The value of this column is the ones, this is the twos, fours, eight, sixteens, thirty twos, sixty fours, one twenty eight. We have a one in the one twenty eight column, we have a one in the sixty four column, 
Add 128 to 64, that gives us 192. That is our subnet mask for a slash 26. A slash 26 is equivalent to 26 ones followed by six zeros, which is equivalent to 255, 255, 255.192. Should be three 255s in there. Let's work our way through the rest of these slash numbers. We're gonna need them here. A slash 27, once again, as the first three octets are all ones. Go ahead and enter three two fifty fives, and then notice we have three ones. And the reason I started at the bottom here is we know that if there's a one in the one twenty eight column, the one in the one sixty or sorry one in the one twenty eight column, one in the sixty four column. Add those up, that gives us one ninety two. But now there's a new one. This is the one column, two column, four column, eight column, sixteen column, thirty two column. What we can do is add 32 onto our 192 because that's the similar parts right here. Add 32 onto here and that gives us 192 plus 32 gives us 224. Slash 27 is equivalent to 255, 255, 255.224. Slash 28. Slash 28. Once again, first three octets are all ones. One, two, three, the first threes are equal to 224. We have one column, two column, four column, eight column. This is the 16. 224 plus 16, that gives us a 240. Our slash 28 is equal to 255, 255.245.240. Slash 29. First three octets are all ones. 255, 255, 255.. And we have four ones here. The slash 28 had four ones. That was 240. Then we have one column, the ones column, the twos columns, the threes columns, the fours column. And so what we do is take 240, actually no, the one column, twos, the fours, the eight columns. So we add eight to the previous value that gives us 248 right there. Slash 29 is equal to a 255, 255.248. And the last one we're gonna do is the slash 30. Slash 30 here, once again, we have 30 ones. First three columns are all ones. It gives us 255, 255, 255. And then one, two, three, four, five. That's what we had in the previous one. That's equal to 248. One, the ones columns, twos columns, we have a one in the fourth column. We go 248 plus four gives us 252. Slash 30 is equal to 255, 255.255.252. Nobody ever really figures out the dot 31. And once again, the reason for that is there's zero host. There's two IP addresses, but you can't use the first one. That's the network address. Can't use the last one. That's the broadcast address. So there are no usable IP addresses in that. Nobody ever 
figures out that information, nobody ever uses that. There's no practical place where you would use that, a network with no IP addresses. Now that we have that information, let's get back to filling in our chart. If we scroll back up here, missing a decimal point, our G00 interface, that's connected to the ASW network, ASW1 network. The ASW1 network is a slash 28, the slash 28 decimal subnet mask here. Slash 28 is equal to 255, 255.255.240. You can go ahead and fill that in. 3255.240. That gives us our IP address there. Gig01. Gig01 on this, on building one router, connects into the ASW2 network. The ASW2 network, if we scroll down here, Look at our ASW2 network information. Here's our network address. This is our first usable address, 10.11.48.65. And it's a slash 27 subnet mask. Our IP address is .65, and we have a slash 27 address. We'll go up to the top here, fill in our IP address, 10.11.48. Dot 65. Our subnet mask, once again, for ASW2 was a slash 27. Slash 27 is 255, 255.225.224. We now can scroll up here, fill in our subnet mask. 3255.224. Building one serial interface, they told us to use the first IP address here for this subnet. Let's scroll down and get our network address for this. Once again, this was our WAN link. We have two hosts. This is the network address. This is our first IP address. Our first IP address ends in a dot 121. 10.11.48.121. And then we need our subnet mask. Scroll down here again. It is a slash 30, slash 30. Right here, a slash 30 is equal to 255, 255, 255.252. There is our IP addressing for building one. Building two is gonna go a lot quicker because we built that chart. Let's scroll down and see what our requirements. Assign the first usable IP address to building two for the LANs. Assign the last usable IP address for the WAN link. Once again, we are looking at building two over here. We have two LAN links. This is LAN for the ASW3 switch. This is the LAN for the ASW4 switch. Our two, LAN, two LANs here use the first IP address for these two interfaces, and then use the last IP address for the WAN link for this network right here, this interface. Go over here, mouse over this just to verify 
our IP address. This is gig00 on building two router for our ASW3 network. First IP address on our ASW3 network. Here's our subnet table. This is our network address. This is our first IP address right here. 10.11.48.13. Let's go and fill in our address table. 10.11.48.113. And then we need a subnet mask. Let's scroll back down to our ASW3 information. Our ASW3 LAN information gives us a slash 29 address. Scroll up to the little table we built, slash 29. Gives us a subnet mask of 255, 255.255.248. 255.255 times 3.248. Our gig01 interface, that once again, that's for this network right here, this interface. That is this ASW4 network. Scroll down to our ASW4. Right here's our information. Our first usable IP address is a dot one. Up here, 10.11.48.1. And our subnet mask. Subnet mask for ASW4 network is a slash 26. Slash 26 is 255. 255.192 is our subnet mask. Three 255s.192. And then our serial connection. Our serial connection told us to use the last usable IP address. Once again, there's only two IP addresses. We use the first one down here on building one interface. Now we're going to use the last one or the last remaining IP address up here on this on the building two router. Scroll down here. Here's our WAN link information about it. In this chart, we have the last usable host address, 10.11.48.122. We'll scroll up here. 10.11.48.122. And then for our WAN link, we had a slash 30 network. Go up to our, that little table we built. Slash 30 gives us a 255, 255, 255.252 subnet mask. Let's go on up, fill in our subnet mask. At 252. Notice, this is the connection here. This is the WAN connection from building one. This is the WAN connection from building two. We have 121 here, we have 122, we have the exact same subnet mask ending in .252 to this exact same subnet mask ending in .252. That is the shared network between those devices. Okay, let's scroll down here. That takes care of step 3B. Step 3C, assign the second usable IP address to the switches. Okay, let's go up here. Second usable to the switches. We have ASW1. ASW1 here is on this network. Let's scroll down to our table. ASW1 
Our first usable was 10.11.48.97. We have to use the second one, add one to that, that turns it into .98. 10.11.48.97. Dot, and once again, we're using the second one here. That's a dot 98. ASW1 network has a slash 28 address, slash 28 address. We're finding our subnet mask, slash 28. Comes out to be a 255, 255, 255.240. That's our subnet mask. We can go up here, fill in that information. 255.255.255.240. And then the last piece we need to figure out is the default gateway for our ASW1 switch. ASW1 switch is on this local area network. This is the default gateway. This interface right here, the connection on and off of our network, this is the default gateway. We need this IP address as our default gateway. If we look at it once again, this is gig zero zero on building one, gig zero zero. This is the IP address. And so that is our default gateway for the ASW1 switch, 10.11.48.97. Okay, let's go on to switch two. Switch two is our ASW2 switch, ASW2 LAN. Here's our information, our first IP address, first usable is .65. We want the second one, so we add one to that. That gives us a .66. We'll scroll up here, fill that in, 10.11.48.66. Need to get our subnet mask, scroll back down. Once again, we are talking ASW2. ASW2 is a slash 27. Scroll up to our little chart we built, slash 27 is 255, 255.225.224. Go ahead and fill that in, 224. And now we need the default gateway. We are looking at this network over here, the one with host B, ASW2, and this interface right here on the building one router. This is our exit on and off the network. If we mouse over, we can see that we are looking at gig zero zero on building one. Right here is building one, gig zero zero. This is our IP address on gig zero one, which is our default gateway right here. 10.11.48.65. ASW3 switch, that's this network over here. We have to get the second usable IP address to assign the VLAN one. ASW3, here's our information. Here's the first usable address, add one to that, that gives us 114. Go up here, add that in here, 10.11.48.114. ASW3 network is a slash 29. Slash 29 on our little chart here gives us 255, 255.248. That is our subnet mask there for our ASW3 switch, dot 248. There we go. Now we need the default gateway. Once again, we are looking at this network here, one with host C, ASW3 switch, and this interface right here. 
This is the interface. This is our exit on and off of our network. This is our default gateway for any host on our local area network. I'm gonna go ahead and mouse over this. It says that we're looking at gig zero zero on building two. Here's building two, gig zero zero is right here. This is the IP address assigned to gig zero zero, which is also the default gateway for the ASW3 switch. 10.11.48.113. Last switch we have to do here is the ASW4 switch. ASW4 switch is on the ASW4 LAN. Here's our information. Once again, this was the biggest one we did, had the biggest requirements. That's why we did that first in this chart. Here is the first IP address that's assigned to the router. We want the second one, add one to that. That gives us a dot two. Scroll on up. We can fill in our chart, 10.11.48.2. We need to get our subnet mass, scroll back down. Our AS4 LAN has a slash 26 address. You scroll up to the table we built. Slash 26 gives us 255.255.255.192. That is our subnet mask for this ASW4 LAN there. And once again, that was 255.255.255.192. And we need to get the default gateway for this local area network that has host D and the ASW4 switch, which is this interface right here on the building two. What I'm gonna do is click in there, mouse over the green triangle. Green triangle will say that it is, well, this one was gig zero zero. This one should be gig zero one at that point in time. Over here, here is building two, gig zero one. This is the IP address that's assigned to that, which is our default gateway for our ASW4 switch. 10.11.48.1. There's all the information for our four switches, IP addresses, subnet mask, and default gateway. All we have to do is our PCs, host A, B, C, and D, and we are done filling out this chart. Let's scroll down, find out what address they're telling us to use. Step 3D, assign the last usable IP address to the host. Last usable will get the PCs on this network. Okay, starting off with host A. Host A is on the ASW1 network. ASW1 network is right here. Looking at our information, last usable was 110. Is 110 right there? We can go ahead and scroll up. Our IP address 10.11.10.11.48.110. Last usable IP address in that first network. Subnet mask here, once again for the AS, whoops, for the ASW1 network. I'm gonna scroll down here. For the ASW1 network, is a slash 28 address. We scroll up here to the slash 28. We can see that our decimal subnet mask is 255, 255, 255.240. There we go. 
255.255.255.240. And we need our default gateway. We are looking at host A. Host A is on this network. And once again, this network goes up to this interface right here, the building one interface. If I mouse over this little triangle, this little triangle says this is gig zero zero. It's kind of hidden a little bit, but it's gig zero zero. We can scroll up here a little, go to building one router, gig zero zero interface. This is the IP address of our gig zero zero interface, which is the default gateway for our host A. 10 dot. 11.48.97 there we go and once again notice host a and asw1 switch they have the same default gateway because they are on the same network right here's the asw1 default gateway here's the host a default gateway same default gateway because they are on the same network they have the same exit on and off Host B, host B is over here on our ASW2 network. Get the last IP address, we can scroll down to this table. The ASW2 network, here's our information. Here's our last IP address, ends in dot one, or sorry, dot 94. Scroll on up to our table, we can fill that in, 10.11.48.94. Host B is on the AS w2 network scroll down asw2 network here is a slash 27 network scroll up to our table we built slash 27 is a 255 255.225.224 subnet mask in our default gateway once again this is our network right here this is our exit on and off of our network I mouse over this triangle, it tells me I'm looking at building one's gig zero one interface. Scroll up a little, building one gig zero one interface is this IP address, which is the default gateway for this entire local area network, the ASW2 local network. And so that IP address was 10.11.48.65. Host C is on the ASW3 network. Let's go get the last IP address. The ASW3 network. Here's ASW3 network address. First usable, last usable is a dot 18, or sorry, dot 118. Scroll up, fill in our chart. 10.11.48.118. We need to get the subnet mask. Let's scroll back down. For our ASW3 network, that is a slash 29 address, slash 29, scroll up to this little table here, slash 29 is a 255, 255.248 subnet mask. We can fill that field in now, that 248. Host C, whoops, host C is on this network once again with the ASW3 switch. And this interface, this here is our default gateway. Our default gateway is our exit on and off the network. If I mouse over this, it'll tell me I'm looking at building two gig zero zero interface. Here's building two gig zero zero interface. This is our IP address of that interface, which is anybody on that local area network that is their default gateway. 10, 
11.48.113. And our last and final IP address we have to figure out for host D. Host D is on the ASW4 network. Let's scroll down. ASW4 network, here's our information, our network address, first usable, last usable is a dot .62. We can go up here, put in our IP address, 10.11.48.62. We need to get the subnet mask. ASW4 is a slash 26, slash 26. If we scroll up to our chart, here is a 255, 255.192. Subnet mask, we can fill in that field. 3255.192. And then last thing we need is the default gateway. For this network right here, it's this interface. If we mouse over it, it says gig01. It's a little layered, it's behind something, but it is gig01. Let's go ahead and look at building two, gig01. Gig01 IP address is this, which is the default gateway for this network over here. I can go ahead and put that in there, 10.11.48.1. That fills out our addressing table. It is all filled out now. Once again, we, we did the VLSM, we did the variable length subnet masking to get all of these addresses. The lab gave us some requirements, just right here, very minimal requirements on what to do. And we were able to build that entire table. On to part three, assign the IP addresses. We figured out what they were, we built the table. Now let's go ahead and assign that. Step one, assign IP addressing on the building one router interfaces. Let's go into building one router right there. I clicked on it. Notice the only thing we have access to is the CLI. I did make this window a little bit bigger. So we can see that. I'm gonna hit enter a couple times, give me a clean working order. Configure the IP addressing on building one. If we scroll up to our chart here, building one, we have three interfaces, three IP addresses. First thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go from user exec mode to privilege exec mode, type enable, hit enter. And then I wanna see what's configured. And so for me to do that, the command I'm gonna do is see what's in RAM. The command here is show running config, show space run, and then I hit tab, finishes out. I go ahead, hit enter, I hit spacebar, take me down. And then we look here, gig zero, zero has nothing configured. There's no IP address, it's shut down. Gig zero one, it's no IP address, it's shut down. Serial zero, zero has an IP address. And it doesn't say shutdown, so that means it's turned on. What I need to do is go and configure the gig zero zero interface and the gig zero one interface. I hit spacebar a couple more times. Takes me down to the end. We are in privilege exec mode. We need to go into global configuration mode. Again, in global configuration mode, we type, we type config T. Now we're there. Now we need to go into each one of those interfaces. So we go into interface G0 slash zero. The IP address for G00 is right here and the subnet mask. IP space address space. And then we can go ahead and type our address in. Once again, that comes right from this chart right here. 
10.11.48.97. And because we're setting the IP address, we have to put the subnet mask in there. 255, 255. Oh, I forgot my decimals. Starting over with my subnet mask. 255.255.255.240. Go ahead and enter. Remember, the port was off. We'll go ahead and turn, turn it on, turn it on. You do the no shutdown command. No space shutdown. Turns it on. Hit enter. Look at that. Our interface went up, meaning we turned it on. Our line protocol, we've configured IP version 4 on that. And we are up to 23% completion. Hit enter a couple more times. Gives us a clean working area. Now we need to configure the gig zero one interface. We don't have to exit out. All we have to do is tell it what interface we're going into because we're configuring interfaces. So int space g zero slash one. We assume it worked because it didn't. It told it didn't tell us we did something wrong. In Cisco's world, if you no news as good news. If you do it correctly, it's not going to typically let you know. If you do it wrong, it will definitely let you know. And so we have now changed into our interface for G01. We have to set the IP address. We can get that from our addressing table right here. IP space address space, and then here's our IP address. 10.11.48.00. 65 and we since we're setting the IP address we need to specify what the subnet mask is 255.255.255.224 need to turn the interface on space no shutdown interface goes up line protocol goes up and we are now at 46% completion you're making good progress once again notice we have IP addresses, we have a subnet mask. Up here it ended in .240 for our gig 00 interface. Down here it ends in a .224 for our gig 01 interface. Different, two different networks had different requirements for number of hosts. That's what gave us our two separate subnet masks. Okay, let's scroll down here. We did step one, configure the IP addresses on building one. Configure IP addressing, including the default gateway on the AS3 switch. I'm going to go ahead and close that out. I'm going to click on the AS3 switch, slide it over, make the window a little bit bigger, just so everything wraps nicely. Hit enter several times. Once again, we are setting the IP address and the default gateway. Let's scroll back up here. We are on the ASW3 switch. Here's the information we need. We have our IP address, which we use the last IP address. No, we use the second one. That's right. The first one goes to a default gateway. Second one went to the switch. Here's our subnet mask. Here's our default gateway. All the information we need. We are at the greater than prompt. We are in user exec mode. Type in enabled brings us into privilege exec mode. <coughs> Once we're in privilege exec mode, let's go into global configuration mode, config T. And we want to 
configure the interface for VLAN 1. So interface space VLAN 1. Notice we are now configuring an interface. Now we can apply our IP address. ISP, so IP space address space. And once again, here's our information. Ends in a dot 114. Here's our subnet mask. We can enter that in 10.11.48.114. That sets our IP address. Because we're setting an IP address, we need to specify our subnet mask 255.255.255.248. We get that from our chart right here. Go ahead and hit enter. Good habit, always do a no shutdown. Anytime you do anything with an interface, I spelled no shutdown wrong. There we go. Notice VLAN 1 went up. Our line protocol went up at that point in time. Last thing we have to do on ASW3 is set the default gateway. The default gateway is not attached to an interface, so we need to be in global configuration mode. We go ahead and we type exit here to get us out of the configuration of the interface in the global configuration mode. And now we can go ahead and set our default gateway. Because it's an IP, part of the IP protocol, it's IP, then default. I type in first couple characters, hit tab for completion, and then we set in our default gateway, 10.11.48.113, that sets our default gateway. Because we are pointing the default gateway at an existing IP, we're not setting it up, we don't have to specify the subnet mask at that point. Go ahead, hit enter. Once we are done there, exit out. Good to go, scroll down. And then verify, oh, and then we have to configure host D, including the default gateway. We have to put the IP address on host D. I'm gonna go ahead and minimize this, click on host D. Once we're in host D, I'm gonna click on the IP configuration tab, scroll back up to our IP addressing table. Host D right here is our information our IP address, our subnet mask, and our default gateway. I'm gonna go ahead and put in our IP address, 10.11.48.62. Subnet mask, when we go down there, it auto-populates it based on what class the address is. Here it's a 255, but that's not our subnet mask. So we have to go in and completely modify that. 255.255.255.192. I got that from our addressing table here on the right. And last thing we need to do is specify our default gateway. Our default gateway is right here in our addressing table. I'm gonna take that information and put that in there, 10.11.48.1. Notice I'm still at 93% because I'm still in that field. Once I click to a different field, I commit that number to, to uh, Packet Tracer. I am now at a completion of 100%. We have completed the lab. Last step is verify our connection. You can only ping from building one host or building one ASW3 and host D. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go to host D. I am going to open up the command prompt. I'm gonna scroll up here. And then I'm just gonna start pinging all these IP addresses. I'm gonna start pinging with the building one router 10.11. 
48.97. That works, the G0s are interface. Now I'm gonna ping the G01 interface. 10.11.48.65. That works good. Next one I'm gonna ping is the serial 000 interface. Ping 10.11.48.121. There we go, works great. Now I'm gonna ping building two router, these three IP addresses. Ping 10.11.48.113. This is right where we're at. Go ahead and hit enter. That one works, gonna ping the G01 interface. 10.11.48.1. Oh, I typed it wrong. I typed it wrong. We have to wait for it to time out. Up arrow is our friend. I have to change that one to a 10. Hit enter. Now it works. Now that I have the right IP address in there. That was the gig zero one interface. Now we're gonna do the serial zero zero interface. Ping 10. Wow. Ping. 10.11.48.122. I'm missing that zero on the 10 all the time. Correct it, working just fine. So building two router works. I'm gonna go ahead and ping all four switches. Start with ASW1, ping 10.11.48.98. Timing out here, but we have to go through the ARP protocol. And we may get one or two failures here, but then it should kick in. There we go. If I repeat that command, up arrow is your friend. I'm just gonna hit up arrow once, hit enter. All four pings are gonna work great. I'm gonna ping ASW2. Gonna have to go through the art process again probably fail the first one or two times there's the first failure and we have a second failure third and fourth one works up arrow repeat the ping command all four work we're going to ping asw3 switch ping 10.11.48.114 if i had to guess we're going to have two failures and two successes we're doing the address resolution protocol. We have our one failure. We are looking for a second one. And then there it is, up arrow, repeat the command. All four work successfully. Beautiful, and we're gonna ping the last switch, ASW4. P-I-N-G space 10.11.48.2. And once again, I'm guessing we're gonna have two failures. First failure, oh! Only had one failure this time. Up arrow again, repeat it. All four are going to work. Last thing we have to do is ping the remaining three PCs. And so ping 10.11.48.110. Hopefully it's going through its art process. Oh, looks like it. I'm gonna repeat the ping just to make sure all four worked. There it goes. Host A worked great. We're gonna ping host B. 
There it is. Probably have to do an ARP lookup again. First one will fail. Maybe the second one might. Oh, only one failed again. Repeat that to make sure all four works. And the last address we have to do is ping PCC. Ping 10.11.48.118. Oh, I forgot the zero on 10. Let's correct that. See what happens. Hopefully we have one failure for the art process and then three will work. There we go. I'm going to repeat the ping one more time. All four worked. Our device was able to ping all of our devices. All, we have complete connectivity. We were given the requirements. We did VLSM, variable length subnet masking. We came up with the addressing scheme. We applied those and now we've um, we verified connectivity. That was Packet Tracer Lab 11.9.3 VLSM design and implementation practice. It was my pleasure to provide you with this wonderful episode on configuration examples. If you like this episode and you got value out of it, please click that like button, give a five-star rating, leave a comment. This all helps me bring you more great content. Please take a minute to subscribe to my channel. All my socials and contact information are on my website, kevtechify.com. There you can find out how to get all these episodes in video and podcast form. Thank you so much for watching this episode of my series on practical configuration examples for the CCNA. I've created four wonderful playlists for you on the CCNA. These episodes, I go through all the concepts that Cisco calls out for the CCNA. Once again, I'm Kevin. This is Kev Techify. I'll see you next time for another great adventure.